Oh man, that is I wow having four in your top eight. No beep a bop. Are things when we started this bracket over a year ago? Neither of us would have said. And welcome back to the house of the juice. You know you love it. You know you like it. That's why you come back every single weekend to listen to a very very probably not spicy, but you know they're the most spicy takes that we can possibly give you. And we do it week after week after week. So thank you so much for showing up. Um, yeah, today we do a little bit of a Baba the Bush, if you know what I'm saying, and do a little rearranging of our top eight brackets. I have absolutely no idea why I'm talking like this right now, by the way, doesn't really matter. It's going to be a juicy episode, lots of tech news, and lots of crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, I might have broke my own heart this episode, so I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Hello. And welcome back <laughs> to the mall video games. No, House of Juice. The House of Juice. That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, we are mall video I... games and we're all in the House of Juice, baby. <laughs> I was just so distracted watching our beautiful transition courtesy of Maxwell's hard effort. So I know it's... you can just listen to Funky One on repeat. <laughs> the, the amount of time it took to, to drag that slider to transition. Oh, <laughs> I, I put hours into that. <laughs> Did it take a while to set up? No. Or was it no. pretty easy? It's I, OBS literally has a, a like default transition built in, and that's all I'm using. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, you, okay, you literally yeah. drag the slider. You can add... There's a lot more complexity because it's open source. I mean, you can pretty much do whatever animations you want and get super comp- complex and stuff with it. But no, this is literally just... It's an image of us with a media source of Funky One attached to it. Yeah. And then it transitions into our normal scene. That's it. Spoiler yeah, alert to everyone. I wasn't even thinking about yet. Yeah, just running it in OBS, but yeah, that is actually pretty easy. Yeah. You know, OBS stands for open booty source, so. <sighs> I don't know if I want a, a booty to be open. That sounds gross. <laughs> Do you want open source booty? I don't think so. Yeah, that's probably bad. Open source booty is probably bad. <laughs> it- I don't even know what that would mean. What? What? This is a great gonna, start, man. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it too much, if I'm being honest. Um, so to, to start off here, uh, have you had any coffee today, sir? Why, yes, I have. Tell have me. Dime. I went to this small local coffee shop, which you already know where I'm going because no one says this if they're not talking about Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I got... A dark roast. I don't know what the dark roast was. It was tasty because Starbucks has great fucking coffee and no one is going to fucking prove me wrong on that one. Um, True. But yeah, it was... had some friends in town and me and another guy just woke up early and we were just looking for something quick. We didn't have any coffee at the place we were staying, so we were just like, alright, there's a Starbucks half a mile away. We'll just drive over real quick and pick it up before other people get up, so... What about you, though? Thanks for asking. <laughs> No so I'm my wife and I you asked me, <laughs> well, that, that's part of the reason it's conversation. It's small video games. How should you see we are? Um, but we, uh, my, my wife and I went on like our first going out to a place, just the two of us, like in many, many months. But I mean, essentially since the start of the pandemic, but pre vax life or post vax life, not pre vax life, we're vaccinated, went out on a date. Um, it was great, it was fantastic. Um, but we got for dessert affogato, um, which is essentially ice cream slash gelato with espresso, um, poured over top of it. Oh my god, and it was were you able to phenomenal. sleep? Um, was I should I be sleeping? Oh, you did this for a brunch? Yeah, this was just like just just recently, like. Oh, I thought an hour like ago. when when you're saying because like if you ate avocado at night, it sounds like you'd be a little fucked if you know what I'm saying. Oh no, I agree. No, this was yeah brunch brunch today. This all happened today. This is recent. But you this had is lunch up to date. I mean, you had you had dessert and brunch. I've never heard dessert brunch. Brunch at dessert. Well, it was <laughs> we didn't get dessert from the place that we had brunch. Okay, okay, okay. That's more reasonable. That's more reasonable. Yeah, it no. does sound delicious. Did it change your world? It's it's so good. So the first time we went out here, when we were looking for places before we moved out to Virginia, we got affogato. It was our first time getting affogato. It's this place called like Patango, Patango, 
not entirely sure how you pronounce it, but it's in Breston, Virginia. And it they use Vigilante. There's this uh, coffee shop in Maryland uh, called Vigilante, and they have phenomenal coffee. I actually just went there last weekend as well. And they sell their coffee beans there and use Vigilante uh, beans for their espresso. And supposedly, uh, my wife was looking this up, but they actually worked with Vigilante to get a specific roast for their affogato and like espresso. Um, oh, nice. So it either way, it's very delicious, very good. If you've never had affogato, I highly recommend it. It's just, if you like ice cream and you like coffee, you, you slap them together. It's... They're only world. better. Only better. It's the the sum is greater than or the whole. The whole is greater than the sum. The sum of two parts. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. You, you put them together. Two plus two equals no, five. I, I, no, there I think go. I think that's, we're good. So I think we just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but that's that's coffee I had. It's delicious. Affogato recommend. The Vigilante closest recommend. thing to that I've had recently is what we call the Jamocha Shake at Arby's. <laughs> That actually sounds pretty good. Not gonna lie, it's not bad. RB shakes. I mean, they they get the job done. Let me put it that way. It's not like a McFlurry. McFlurry's got a little more spice to it. Even like a Frosty has a little more spice to it, but it's passable. Wait, it's a Frosty has more spice. To I'm it? saying like just like juice, you know, like oh juice, spice. juice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. But yeah, I gotta try some affogato. When you come next week and we do our show together in person, get hyped. By <laughs> the way, plug. yeah. yeah. I don't know how it's a plug. <laughs> it's a plug. <laughs> I don't think there's any place we could get affogato here, but maybe we can. Yeah, doesn't Cortado maybe might have it? That's what I was thinking. That's the only place I would guess. Which is the but name of a coffee place and also a beverage. But for those listening who don't know of the place called Cortado, that is the name of a coffee place. Yeah. And a beverage. A beverage. <laughs> I want to be very clear. Honestly, one of my favorite coffee beverages. I'm, I'm really? a sucker for Cortados. Yeah. That's the. Did we get cortados when we went to that Cuban shop? You remember no, we went that's to, a Cuban coffee is very. It's very specific. Um, it's like the blackest like coffee slash espresso and a crap ton of sugar, and it is fantastic. But no, yeah, but what's it called when you get like the shot with the sugar sprinkled on top? The I mean I, I I should probably look up what a cortado actually is. Here I am touting it as my favorite. I couldn't even tell you what it is. But you f- fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, cortado from the Spanish cortar. Okay. Is an espresso cut with a small amount of warm milk. Um. Yeah. So it's just the ratio. It it looks like they say it's about one to one. Um. Typically, it's between one to one and one to two with the the coffee to milk. Okay. Um, so that I, that must be what I like about it. But yeah, the, the uh, Cubano or like a Cuban coffee is like a very specific type of thing um, that is very delicious and will, if you are not used to getting them, the h- highly concentrated coffee with the sugar, you will be bouncing off the walls for days. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though. But it is very good. Um, Either way, it sounds like we might have transitioning a little bit um <laughs> well we have a bunch of tech news but we also have a little bit of deviation on the episode i guess should we explain an hour should we hold off and just tech news it we should we should explain it if someone's hopping in and they're expecting something we better we better explain it if you looked at the title of the video slash podcast it is the top eight shuffle what what does that mean <laughs> means we're putting all of them on the dance floor and whoever dances the worst out of the game and let me Out. tell you, Nathan Drake can't dance, so I'm just saying Uncharted <laughs> 4 is not looking too good. <laughs> good good for him, Sam Drake can dance. So we're all good again. Um, so essentially, we we were thinking uh, up to this point, the matchups were kind of ridiculous. We, we threw together our top 50 list in the bracket without a care in the world, effectively. There was a little bit of care put into it, but we were zero just cares. going. Yeah, okay, zero cares. Like, maybe .01 cares um, out of 20. Yeah, we roughly split, like, we drew a line at, like, 25, right? And then we roughly split which one's higher or lower, right? Is this in your top 25 or your bottom 25 of 50? Yeah. and So that's it, the one care. <laughs> and, and it worked pretty well. And so we're now in the final eight, which is 
actually the quarterfinals. <laughs> Maxwell is a dumbass and has been saying that it was quarterfinals the last round, but we're actually in the quarterfinals now. I think we're going to call it the one-third finals because um, that's in between a quarter and a semi, um, which I'm implying to be a half. But uh, uh, effectively, our, our top eight are actually we think pretty close to our actual top eight games, but mm-hmm. it's not perfectly our top eight game. So what we're going to do before we get oh. into this final eight is we are going to shuffle around a little bit make sure first of all that we truly believe all the top eight games deserve to be in the top eight um make any substitutions we deem necessary which i don't think there will be many of um we're like i said we're pretty close but there will be some substitutions and then adjusting the matchups to make sure they make a little bit more sense make it a little bit more interesting as we go from the final eight into the determination of what our top game of all time as of whenever it is that we record it is um with some more uh qualifiers there yeah more juice um so that that's that's the 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 gaming here so there's no actual there's actually there's probably going to be several matchups in a sense because we're going to be replacing some games in our top eight and so we're going to have to justify that a little bit Um, but it's going to be we've never done this before it's going to be crazy. Um, so so buckle up. Get ready for that. As always, we'll be going into our tech news first. Um, if you haven't learned by now, about the first half of every podcast is tech news. Um, so if you're not interested in that and you just want to get to the, the game stuff, skip ahead halfway through the podcast. And that's usually where you'll find it. Um, At least. <laughs> We've been going long lately. We'll we have like, been going long. We only have one topic. And then I look at the fucking audacity and we're 45 minutes in. I'm like, oh, God, how are we supposed to talk about four games in 15 minutes? <laughs> and, and that's partly just due to the, the the time that we're at right now um like summer is when like e3 is actually going to be next weekend um which is crazy uh but this is when tons of game announcements are happening um it, there's just a lot of gaming and tech news that happens in the summer around this time so it's just natural that there's going to be a lot to talk about and we want to talk about it so if you're interested stick around for that otherwise skip ahead about halfway through and you'll probably find where we start to talk about the, the bracket stuff but that's the roadmap so tech news so tech news <laughs> let's get into it uh do, do you have anything well you can talk about the 3080 tie if you want to let's do it you felt passionately about it so i did but i i want i want you to start this discussion all right well so i guess i watched gamers nexus if you don't know him well, if you don't know him by now, you probably don't care about Gamers Nexus content because I feel like if you're a nerd, you're already in the sphere. So, but if you like watching great, hyper in depth, hyper like uh, quantitative reviews on like graphics cards and other shit like that, right? They like they really go into it. They have like great setups for their test bench and everything. They're really thrilled with all their testing and actually comparing a card eye for eye, you know, to the best of their potential. Um, he reviewed the 3080 Ti and. Uh, I'm sticking with it since he did in his video. I want to be abundantly clear. So I'm sorry to anyone who wants me to say not Ty. Well, <laughs> j- just to clarify, just we'll say it once. 3080 Ti is what we're talking about. Someone called it 3080 Ty. Someone at NVIDIA, I believe, yeah. called it the 3080 Ti. And they're tie. like, I'm assuming they're like market release for it or something like that. Yeah. So and that is now what I'll That rocks my to. world. So I'm calling it Ty for sure. Like that, dude, it. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't want to think about it. I don't think, I don't know how you fuck up so bad. Unless they just wanted to implant a meme for us for free. Maybe they were just really <laughs> playing the long game. Or maybe way, it's entirely different. They're going to release a 3080 Ti <sighs> later. Ooh, that would be spicy. <laughs> so terrible that they use the same exact letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so Gamers Nexus, essentially his... I watched that in Linus because Linus is what Maxwell watched um, originally, like when we started having the conversation. And essentially, Gamers Nexus compared it to a 3070 and was just like, when you look at the price to improvement ratio from like a 3070 to, or like a 30, I guess he compared it to 3080, but the increase in price and performance from a 3080 to a 3080 tie, he was just like, this is a highway robbery and a half. Where Linus pretty much compared it to a 3090 and was like it's pretty much a 3090 with what half of the vram yep. for 300 dollars less 
And he's like, you probably don't need the VRAM unless you're, I don't know, editing film or doing some creative artist bullshit. I don't know. I don't, Crazy I don't simulations know. or something. Yeah, yeah. Some some shit like that. So I, I think both of them are fair. Maxwell definitely sides with Linus. I still think I side with Gamers Nexus only on the precedent that I think that the 3090 is just a stupid graphics card to have for gaming in the first place. And I think that like the 3090 just seems really unnecessary right now in its whole existence unless you're 8K gaming. And even then, who's 8K gaming? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It just, it seems, I, like, I like seeing stuff like the 3090 because it gives an idea of where we're at, you know? Technology, like, you know, I get an idea of the bounds, but I just don't view that as a consumer graphics card. It's just, it's stupid and expensive. Um, but Maxwell thinks that, you know, he did a Lamborghini to what you did the Lamborghini to a Challenger comparison, yeah. Because we were we were bickering, or you were pissed about like the price thing, or I guess you were online as a side with the price thing, and you're like, you can get a four hundred thousand dollar Lambo, but you can get a seventy thousand dollar Challenger, which has more power. But people don't buy a Lamborghini just for the power. That there are so many other variables that go into that that, <laughs> that comparison. Like you you buy Lamborghini for the swagginess of the Lambo symbol. I'm sure the interiors are way better. Well, I mean, there's a lot of that, um, but I guess now we'll, we'll get to my, my counter a little bit. It, I, I will admit, it's not a perfect analogy, for sure. But at the same time, like, the the material and, and everything... Actually, no, I'm just going to... Yeah, that's a that's a shitty analogy. I'm just going to leave it we'll at that. We'll throw that one out. We'll throw that one yeah, out. That, that, that one's gone. But but the, the point behind it was, it is, it's the law of diminishing returns. Like, it... it it has never been a value proposition when you're getting to that high end. Should they yeah. have called it a Titan card? Probably. Like keeping it in like the the normal like 3080, 3090 family, I think is like as a naming convention is kind of bizarre. Um, but it I, I agree. Like you don't need a 3080 Ti or a 3090 for gaming. You barely need a 3080 for gaming. But it doesn't matter because people are going to buy those cards. Like there is a market yeah. for them and they are going to sell at that price and they are selling for higher than that price. Well, they're going to sell a lot more than that price. I can tell you that. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I'm like the essentially Steve at gamers nexus was like, I, the card is great, but this price is not. And so I'm like, yeah, but who cares? Like they're still going to sell. Like there's, that's why there's 3070s and there's 3060 TIs and like 3080s, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I don't understand what Steve wants from NVIDIA at this point. I think that just because people are going to buy it doesn't justify that. Uh, it doesn't just like it doesn't justify just a free defense of not critiquing it for what it is, which is, you know, your price to performance increase is fucking atrocious. He said, what, 70 percent price increase from the 3080 for like less than 10 percent price improvement. And like you said, I think the 3080 is like already kind of getting a little ridiculous from like a, a normal gamer perspective, you know, um, like, am I pissed that it's out? No, like, I don't care that much, you know? Like, I'm not like, oh, man, like, the, they should have never released it. I mean, he was definitely way more heated than he needed to be on it. <laughs> That's for sure. Like, he really hated that thing. Um, But, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just view it as, like, a stupid, unnecessary addition, you know? It's just, it's it's a high-end graphics card that people with a fuck ton of money are going to buy. Yeah. And, and they were already going to buy it, though. I agree with you. Like, it's just like people were, if they weren't going to buy the 3090, and they were just like, oh, man, it's three dollars too expensive which no one's ever gonna say that with the 3090 <laughs> you know but um yeah i just think that any any person who's trying to keep budget even remotely on the conscious when you are building a pc i for my from my perspective i would never be able to justify purchasing a 3080 tie my entire life most likely unless for some reason it became like 20 pennies yeah I I agree with that, but I I still think it's a, it's a little bit beside the point. I I understand that that to it, but it's I I don't think its intention is to be a for the everyman gamer graphics card. What yeah. what it what it feels like is they're getting more yield out of their um, but kind of like what Linus had said too. One, 
they're using half of the RAM. Um, so with the silicone shortage and all the, the semiconductor shortages that are out there, they now need for the same amount of RAM that they were making a 3090, they can now make two 3080 Ti's. And my guess is I think it's the same die that they use on the 3090, but with some slightly less CUDA cores and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's probably just some dies out there that can't pass the 3090 test but now they can get a 3080 Ti out of it and, and make sure. it a little bit less. And supply and demand is always a factor. Right now, first of all, demand is skyrocketing higher than we've ever seen before, even factoring out the tariffs and the semiconductor shortage. Um, the demand is just high. And the, the market, if you are a true capitalist in a quote-unquote free market, which there's really no market that's free with the exception of maybe the stock market, kind of. Um <sighs> Uh, the spicy the, the, take that that's just how it works um so that's uh, i i agree it would be lovely to buy the 3080 ti for less money um Die. but but i just i can't blame nvidia for the factors of the world that that it, it's given right now like as a business designed to make money with everything that's in play i don't think there's any other way they could have done that now if yeah, I, I guess that's just my take on it. Like, I, I am, uh, I understand and I am upset too. I would love to, to buy it for less money, but I just, I don't see how NVIDIA could realistically, like, be the savior. Like, anyone who thinks companies care about the consumers is like 99% of the time they don't. Like, there's, there's definitely some out there, but companies are designed to make money. And if, but that's can, why we get a shit on them though, <laughs> because they I, don't. And it's I, such an unnecessary release, you know? I just, I, I don't get, they flood so many goddamn graphics cards on the fucking market, you know, just for the sake of, yes, making more money. But guess what? Just make 3080 fucking available. Everyone would be happy. You wouldn't have any of this anger if you just made the 3080, if you were able to make more. I mean, I'm not blaming them for the state of the world. I, I agree with that part. But like, you know, I, I put, put your resources somewhere else. It's not like the problem literally can't be solved. I don't know. With enough money, theoretically, anything can be solved, right? So, I, I agree, but that that's the problem is like the, to get semi like new semiconductor factories up and running. It's like three to five years and billions of dollars, which they're doing, but it's going to be three to five years before yeah. we see that improve. Um, and, and that's why I do believe that the thirty eighty Ti is essentially turning tie. Sorry, 3080 Ti is turning 3090s into more graphics cards. So in theory, I think they are creating more graphics card availability with what they're doing. Um, the the processes for creating a 3090 and a 3080, I have to imagine, are relatively different enough that it would be um, like if if they could, I guarantee you, as a company, they would they are maxing out their manufacturing. Like the demand is so high they are losing money by not being able to satisfy all that demand. They yeah, are losing sure. sales. And especially to AMD also, um, because anyone now is just like, whatever graphics card I can get my hands on is the graphics card I want. So people that would have normally, if all the stock was available, would have bought a, an NVIDIA card are like, you know what, I don't care. I can get an AMD card and and buying that. So they're losing a lot of sales. So from a, from a manufacturing and a company standpoint, NVIDIA is doing everything, I think, in their power to make as many cards as possible. But I... <laughs> I, I agree. I, it's a fair argument that they don't care about the consumer. That's dumb. Um, it's it's. A, I think it's a reality, but I agree. It's dumb. I, I'm upset by it too, um, but I think I was just more of like a, I get it. Is, it's not that big of a... I, I mean, I, I, get, I get it too. Like, I definitely... We've been watching NVIDIA do this for how fucking long? It's not... I'm. There's no surprise in my eyeballs here, you know? But it's yeah. like, I still think that... Uh, yeah, a little criticism, you know. I gotta throw a little bit at Nvidia just to make sure they're on their toes. Yeah, because they I'm, listen to us. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another lie, but but I do like it. I mean, I I love Steve's video, and I love I love people taking heated sides on on things. And um, I think I think it's also a mark that he views that review really just made it seem like he really views his channel or at least a bulk of what he's doing is he's targeting a like a normal average consumer quote yeah. unquote whatever that means you know what i'm saying so i think that from that perspective that's probably just where he's coming from and he's like if you're a normal person that doesn't have a wad of cash lying around to buy a 1800 dollar 3060 or whatever they're <laughs> sitting at you know like it is it is a ridiculous buy but 
yeah, also the market is literally fucked. I'm not going to upgrade my graphics card for at least another year, and I'm assuming longer than that at this point. Yeah. Um, and I've been wanting to upgrade it for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since they announced 30 series, everyone's like, <gasps> yes. Yeah, the, the 20 series, you know, they implemented ray tracing, and we were like, okay, great, 30 series is going to come around, and they're going to fix all the bugs with ray tracing, so it's finally there. But then guess what? New problem, supply and demand. <laughs> so the 40 <laughs> yeah. series, that's going to fix the supply and demand issue. That's a bold <laughs> prediction. Bold prediction. No, they're, they're just going to have, gonna like, work, a 3080 tie, tie, tie. It's going to keep, <laughs> like, Intel with their 14 nanometer plus, 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 plus every time they do it. They can't get it. 3080 but, tie fighter. Um, they did uh, slightly shifting away from this, unless you had anything else to add. No, to no, it. no, we can go. Um, Intel's new laptop chips, I believe, are finally on a 10 nanometer process. Um, it's like been three to five years since they said they were going to shift away from 14 nanometer, and they, they finally did. I don't have much else to add aside from that, uh, but that was just good for Intel for not being lazy as fuck with their processors anymore. On God, like. <laughs> I'm I'm curious been, why they had so much been, trouble, because AMD yeah, yeah. is now on seven nanometer, um, and if not looking to to make that even smaller, and it's just I mean obviously there's different chip manufacturers out there like there's Samsung and like TSMC and all that kind of stuff, but it's just interesting. But there's a reason we both have AMDs in our computers right now, and it's because Intel's really shit in the bed. Yes, but and that's okay. Now, now that AMD is kind of becoming more of the king, eventually Intel is going to be the underdog. In which case, we will then start rooting for Intel. <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for Intel. I can tell you that much because I want competition to still be in the market. So, absolutely, um, it's more interesting to talk about, and it's better for us. So, speaking of competition in AMD. Lisa Su, uh, I think Computex is going on right now. I think that's the conference that's happening. Um, Lisa Su, CEO of AMD, came out with some more slappy slappy. Um, great news. First of all, uh, they are finally having uh, consumer APUs that you can put in your... So the, the big difference, so almost every Intel chip that you would put in a desktop computer has integrated graphics on it. So if you don't have a graphics card, your computer will still work. Um, but AMD pretty much all the processors you would buy to put in a desktop unit, especially on the higher side, like the Ryzen 5 and Ryzen 7 units, do not have integrated graphics. So you have to have some other dedicated graphics or discrete graphics unit to get any kind of video output. But now they announced it's, I think, the 56, Ryzen 5 5600G and Ryzen 7 5800G, if I remember, and I'm not butchering those names. Um, but essentially, it's the same as their 5600X and 5800X, but with Vega graphics, I believe, um, which is a huge win for everyone. Um, Linus made a really good point about it as well, that it can help the resale value of your computer. Um, so like it, when I eventually go to sell my 3700X that doesn't have dedicated graphics, I'm now limited to people buying it that have some kind of dedicated graphics card, which now is a like there's a lot of people that don't. Um, so it, it limits my my resale ability. So um, I think that's kind of cool. But more importantly, AMD announced finally their releasing of the Fidelity FX Super Resolution, which is their competitor to DLSS, the deep learning super sampling on NVIDIA cards with a couple large differences. Um, NVIDIA has dedicated uh, tensor cores on their RTX cards that actually do hardware upscaling with literal AI machine learning algorithms to create sometimes a better upscaled image than a native image um, at that resolution. And DLSS has, it's already on its second generation. It's been around for a while. It does wonders. AMD's is essentially, after all of the processing of the image has been done, is then doing some kind of, I think, temporal upscaling. Do I know what the fuck that is? No, I don't. So don't ask me about that. But it's essentially, it's like your TV, like just automatically upscaling content for you. It's not doing anything to the actual processing of the image. It's once the image is there, it's like, okay, now we're going to try and make this better. And it's all software-based. And it 
from some of the initial marketing images, it looks blurry as hell. It don't look too good. But if in practice it's not that distracting, they have some pretty incredible numbers of like doubling or more the frame rate. Um, Damn. Which is pretty incredible. So if it like image quality is like one thing, but if it's okay and you can get a very playable frame rate, or if you can take something from 30 frames per second to now 60 frames per second, which is a huge quality of life improvement, um, that's huge. And even better, the Xbox Series consoles, the S and the X, are already supporting it. Um, it's in their developer kits. Um, so they will be able to start boosting frame rates on the games that are being released on the Xbox. Now, in theory, the PS5 also has the AMD chip. I don't know what PlayStation is doing, if it's something that their particular version of the chip can support or if they're planning to support it, but uh, it's out there. So so there's just going to be like a switch on the back of the Xbox One X that says <laughs> DLS competitor activate. <laughs> Super performance. Um, but the, the, the real kicker is that it is open source. So theoretically, NVIDIA could support it on older gtx like 10 series graphics cards so like our graphics cards oliver and i both have 10 series graphics cards oh bro i got a 1060 series you know what i'm saying ah that's to be bro um we uh but but we both have 10 series and it could theoretically nvidia would have to support it so amd's sure. marketing made it seem like oh It'll just support everything. It'll be great. You just flip a switch. Uh, but it, it sounds like afterwards, they're kind of like, yeah, but NVIDIA has to agree to support it. And why would NVIDIA support it if they can try yeah, and convince no you to upgrade to one of their new DLSS graphics cards? Like, yeah, seems unlikely, but that that could help turn the image into a more consumer-friendly NVIDIA if they're like, hey, people can't get their hands on a graphics card, so if you have an older one, we'll help you out in the meantime. Yeah, like, I was like, I mean, I understand why they would want us to upgrade, but uh, no one can upgrade right now, so. So we'll, we'll see. Balls in NVIDIA's court. They, they could have a redemption arc if they, they, if they support that. Um, so that's, a pretty, that's pretty hype. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that particular technique? Just sounds like I get to run league at fucking 280 FPS now instead of 140. Is yeah, it's if support I, comes. It I I think it's pretty cool. Um, it, it's a cool tech. Obviously, open source AMD doing doing some crazy stuff there. So, um, and I think it's it's their first iteration too. So even though some of the marketing looked kind of blurry, um. I, I, it has room for improvement and because it's open source and software I think it's something that's much easier to upgrade probably down the line as well but yeah the open source seems like a big flex which I respect yeah it seems kind of like putting your pee pee out on the table it seems which is uh, disgusting some would say very consumer friendly so uh, yeah. AMD what are you doing over there <laughs> well there is what we call what is, what is it like stakeholder capitalism which apparently is on the rise and apparently it cares about us shareholder capitalism i don't know canadians comment it up you know what to do <laughs> <laughs> fix fix my bad fix my bad knowledge and make a good knowledge yes um okay so uh we got some game delays uh well at least one of them so god of war ragnarok officially delayed to 2022 classic um horizon Literally forbidden west classic. Not delayed, but they did not give a release date, but there was an interview. Um, I don't remember if it was with the Horizon, like the Gorilla Games developers, or Herman Holst, who used to be the head of Gorilla Games and is now head of PlayStation Studios, um, essentially said they're targeting a holiday 2021 window. And they're in like the final stages of development. They feel pretty confident they'll be able to hit that. Um, but uh, Anything could happen at this point, we all know. Um, but I did see IGN posted this quote. I don't know if it's their own quote or where it's from, um, but it was, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. Um, and I think that is a wonderful quote to sum up why rushing, like we've seen Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk sucks. Got rushed out the door. Um, and it's going to be very hard to build back that goodwill if they ever can, even if it ends up being a great game two or three years from now. Um, 
And some people argue it's a great game now, um, but if they fix a lot of those bugs and deliver on more of the promises two to three years from now, it's going to be hard to build that up. Um, but delaying a game and then releasing something amazing. Last of Us Part Two got delayed multiple times, and that game came out, and it was phenomenal. Um, so I, I would much rather have the the delays. So How phenomenal is it, Maxwell? I mean, I would have to say it's on both of our top eights. I would have to say so as well. Um, <laughs> Will it survive today, though? Dun, dun, dun. Um, also, about those games, I'm just, I'm just psh, psh, rocketing yeah, you through go. this. Um, the God of War Ragnarok. Dying Light 2 is canceled. I'm is joking. it? Wait, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, I'm uh, still pissed about that gameplay trailer, but continue. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> uh, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Gran Turismo 7 will be coming to PlayStation 4. I'm not happy about that. Interesting. All right, tell me more about this. I think we've already talked about it, man. I want games on the PS... I want games that are coming out now on the PS5, and I want them to milk every single fucking ounce that is available on the PS5. And I think as soon as you start trying to make it backwards compatible, you are just going to have to compromise and get rid of some shit, and you're just going to lose an upper end. Now, maybe, like... uh developers are having a hard time right now really maxing out the ps5 you know and since they haven't figured it out then maybe that's why it's going to be easy to do backwards compatibility but i'm smelling i'm smelling one of two things either you're downgrading (laughs) this is smell one you're downgrading for no fucking reason or number two you're gonna get a cyberpunk again that's what that's the smell in the air i i i understand the cyberpunk concern but i firmly don't, don't believe that, that will bad. happen because I, I feel good it won't happen these are playstation exclusives and these are yeah. also developers that created phenomenal games for the playstation 4 already um so cyberpunk is neither of those two things yeah for, i i don't think it's likely let me put it that way i would be literally dumbfounded especially i think uh you know witcher 3 probably could have been a nice little what do you call it like a poster child for what not to fucking do but if that wasn't the poster child then cyberpunk came flying it to make sure <laughs> that people know to not fuck up that bad so that's fair um yeah. they they did announce on her or on the ps5 horizon forbidden west will have a 60 frames per second mode obviously run at a higher resolution there are certain water and underwater mechanics that are only available on the ps5 as well as the lighting um like it has cinematic lighting all of the time whereas the ps4 only has cinematic lighting in cutscenes. Um, sure. uh, so th- there are some like obviously notable upgrades but it was mostly developed for the ps4 um and that's part of it is just like when you're already in Timing, a cross gen, yeah. like you're probably these games have been in development for years. Um, so it's going to be. But the other thing to remember, too, is from a business standpoint, there are 110 million plus PS4 owners, users, and only like seven to 10 million PS5 owners. If you can get your hands on them, seven to 10 period is what you meant. <laughs> yeah. um, and so like. It, now you're just saying like, oh, we're just gonna shit on everyone who has I mean, bought a I, PS4. I get and, it from the from the consumer standpoint, but that doesn't mean that I don't want the best fucking game that can come out when these yeah. things are released. You know, I want I want the creme de la creme because I am the consumer. You, you perfectly, yeah, you perfectly summed up the current argument that's going on online right now between the people who are like, yes, more people can play the game. That's better. It's better for everyone. There's so many people that have a PS4, and if you can't get your hands on a PS5 it helps ease some of that anxiety and the need to be like, oh my gosh, I have to get a PS5 to play these games. No, you can play them on the PS4. That's phenomenal. But at the same time, it is like, man, they're toting, like they said in their like conferences announcing the PS5, PlayStation, we believe in generations and talking about all this kind of stuff and, and saying it will take full advantage of the PS5 and implying that they weren't going to do what Xbox was doing and supporting um, all of these old, terrible consoles, which there were all ma- so many headlines coming out like, oh, even the Xbox Series S is holding back game development. Um, and that's a new console. Um, but now yeah. PlayStation is doing the same thing. And it's kind of like, yo, what's going on with that? Um, 
so I, I get both sides of the story. I definitely would love to have a fully PS5 game, but I happen to be a lucky PS5 owner. Um, I'm not even a PS5 owner, and I fucking want it. I would rather <laughs> wait to play the fucking game and have it be better. Like, that for me is a hands down. I will get a PS5 at some point, and I will play it then. Yeah. But, like, if, if, if the game suffers because of it, the only reaction I'm going to have is anger and rage. And that's two reactions. So those are the two reactions I'm only going to have. <laughs> Completely different. Um, They're more like cousins. <laughs> so then uh, my, my final, th- I think that kind of takes care of uh, most of the news that I really intended to touch on. Um, but I have started playing Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I, I hinted last week that I had purchased the game and they had a 60 FPS um patch for it i am so glad they did because at one point i switched it back to the like fidelity mode at 30 frames per second just to see what it looked like uh to my eyes it looked essentially no different and ran like utter poo poo um like it wasn't even a stable 30 frames per second like it was bad (laughs) so i am very i don't know what they did but the game still looks really good um, with the 60 frames per second. Um, and that's the the thing that's great about next gen. So there, there's still going to be plenty of great games to play on last gen consoles. But the the I think the biggest selling point of next gen is 60 frames per second. Like just having that additional CPU headroom to be able to do things at 60 frames per second makes games totally different. Playing God of War again at 60 frames per second is phenomenal. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now for the first time at 60 frames per second. Um, all, all this kind of stuff. It's a it's a privilege and something to look forward to. Um, but if it's just the games you're worried about, last gen is going to be supported for quite a while still. Um, there are exclusive games. Ratchet and Clank that's coming out uh, this week is PS5 exclusive. Returnal. As it that- should be. <laughs> Returnal um that came out a, a few weeks ago um is PS5 exclusive. Demon Souls PS5 exclusive. So they are doing both. Uh but some of those big franchise which is interesting Ratchet and Clank is a huge um I'm surprised Ratchet and Clank isn't cross. That's yeah. surprising. Very surprising. But what they did with the world that you're constantly jumping through dimensions is something that can really only be done on the PS5 with the SSD. And that's why I think a lot of people like like yourself are and, and myself too are are reasonably frustrated because some of the limitations of game design, like having to go through like little corridors to wait for the game to load on the other side, that is still going to exist because we are supporting last gen consoles. Um, and so all of the purported benefits of the new SSDs on these new consoles won't be taken full advantage of um and that's probably where i think it would be the most frustrating thing for me i don't want to have to crawl between like cliffs and under things to wait for a game to load when it's already loaded on the new consoles if there's a way they can somehow work around that and (laughs) prevent that or like make you walk faster if you're on a new console that would be interesting i'd be less upset but or walking like into a portal that takes an hour to get inside the portal, and then you have to walk down a corridor for another hour and a half just to take another hour to exit the portal just to have the shitty fast travel. Uh, God of War. <coughs> <laughs> cough, cough. Game of this video. Yes, <laughs> game of this video, and potentially top game of all time. Time will tell. Um, that is true. And if you want to watch Maxwell play Ghost of Tsushima, you can find him at Maxwell Lewis Gaming. That's true. On YouTube on youtube check out my instagram you can check out my twitter but right now i'm locked out of my twitter um so there's it's not i didn't tweet that much before but i'm really not tweeting right now (laughs) taking it seriously now very serious um but yeah so all all exciting stuff but that's that's pretty much all i have um for for important tech news that i care to talk about so well do you want to start since it is your idea all right, I will start. Um, so we're, we're now getting into the shuffle part. Welcome. Welcome one, <laughs> welcome all. Uh, so looking As at- predicted, almost 45 minutes on the dot. I want to be clear. Like tech news is almost always three quarters of an hour. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but we, so the, the link to our bracket spreadsheet is in the video description. 
Um, and it's also in all the podcast description, stuff like that. Head over to movideogames.podbean.com and it's a clickable link, but it's in all the descriptions on like Spotify and stuff. I just don't think you can actually click it. You might have to figure out a way to copy it and paste it. Uh, but you can look at our brackets, see what we're looking at. Um, that's what I'm looking at right now. And if you're watching this after the, the live recording, the changes will already have been made, but you can still go check it out. So here we go. We have, so my, my top eight, I think are accurate, but the problem is since we started doing this bracket a year ago, a little over a year ago, just crazy. It's taken us that long to get through. That's how many different matchups we've had. Um, I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps and that game, check out the review of Maxwell Lewis Gaming. Um, On YouTube. I, was phenomenal one of my favorite games i've played in in recent memory and so as such i believe it deserves a spot in my top eight right now i will i will list them off for you all i have god of war 2018 the last of us part 2 the elder scroll 5 skyrim forza horizon 4 infamous second son horizon zero dawn doom eternal and stickbold now, listening to all eight of those games, you might think there's something in there that doesn't sound like it quite fit. And I'm going to let let you guys real quick. So we'll take a quick little pause. About two seconds. Pause Pause, pause. the video. Pause the podcast. Pause. You want to think pause, about pause, it. Pause, 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 what, what game? Leave a comment. Let me know what game you think doesn't belong in that top eight. I'm curious to see what you all have to say. Stick um, bold. Yep. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Um, I love Stickbold. Oh my gosh, Stickbold. I, I can't talk enough about Stickbold and how much it's a great co-op game. It's such a fun couch co-op game. Um, how dare you? How dare you? Max got poop on his bracket. <laughs> um, but Stickbold is the game that really I don't think belongs on there with these other games. Unfortunately, it pains me so to have to eliminate it. But these other games are so fucking goaded, and then you get to fucking stick bold. I mean, it's just, it's honestly pretty funny to see. Don't, I mean, stick bold is goaded in its own right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, to, to be fair, it, it, it was probably in one of the weakest segments of the bracket. Um, but I do have to say, the fact that it got this far, I do think that highly of it. It still might be close to like top 15 games. Um, maybe top 20 somewhere in there because there's a couple other big ones like GTA 5. Witcher um, 3 should really Witcher be higher 3. than Stickbold. Yeah. For how much shit I had to deal with that one. <laughs> Minecraft, for example. Uncharted 4. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good games on here that, it, that could probably go over Stickbold. But Stickbold is great. But long story short, I'm eliminating Stickbold from the top eight. Rest in peace. Uh, and replacing it with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And that, I believe, is the only change to the games in the top eight I'm going to make. So then the final thing becomes matchups. Um, and so I, I just want to shuffle them around to make a little bit more sense. And so right now it's God of War versus The Last of Us Part Two. I think that is a... That is too... Sp no, I'm, I'm going to leave that. I think that's actually a really good matchup. I think that's. Fair. I would put God of War against Skyrim. I think stylistically, those games match way better. Ooh, that's a really good point. Okay. Because okay. then you could do like uh, Last of Us Part Two versus actually H Zero D or Infamous Second Son, and then I think something like Forza would go well against. Honestly, I think Forza and Doom because they're both just kind of gameplay experiences probably wouldn't be a horrible matchup. Because Forza right. is definitely the odd one, the odd cookie out here, or or he's going to be a little bit of an odd cookie too. Maybe you do Ori versus Doom. Mm. I think you want the gameplay type games to be lumped together, but there's I, such different gameplay games that they don't mesh together in that sense either. Well, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to put Infamous Second Son versus Ori. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Um... What the hell was I doing? And Horizon Zero Dawn is going to go against The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I think that's. I think these are the. Yeah, I I approve. 
Not that it matters to you, but I approve. <laughs> <laughs> and Forza Horizon 4 is going to go against Doom Eternal, which might seem kind of strange, but... That's going to be a spicy matchup, though. I'm actually pretty pumped for that. Yeah. That's going to be a little bit of a bloodbath. It's going to be a lot closer than I think you might think it would be. Um, I have no idea what you're going to pick, so no, I, I think I'm... I'm viewing it pretty 50-50 right now. Okay. I know you think I think you're going to vote for Forza, which I do hope you do because it's goaded as fuck. (laughs) Um, Okay, and I I think that actually takes care of all of my changes, Uh, I think. Did you get the last... Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, HCRD disappeared. (laughs) So I... I specifically kept the colors the same. I'm um, just to kind of yeah yeah help help identify. Not that it really matters that much, but um, okay. So my final matchups are God of War versus The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Then I have The Last of Us Part Two versus Horizon Zero Dawn. I have infamous. Those both seem easy in my head. I want to be abundantly clear. I think the right side of the bracket seems a lot harder than the left here. Interesting. I. I think the left side of the bracket, actually, all of these are going to suck, is all I have to say. Um, I, I really don't think any of these are going to be easy. Um, but then I've got Infamous Second Son against Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And then finally, is it Wisps or just Wisp? I think it's... Hold on. Let me, let me double check, make sure I have that. And the Will... Yeah, it's Wisps. Plural. Wisps. Um, and then finally, Doom Eternal against Forza Horizon 4. And that is my actual quarterfinals, um, final matchups. I feel very good about those as my top eight games. And those matchups, I think, are going to be as spicy as can be, make a little bit more sense. Um, yeah. Dude, I'm sweating. <laughs> That's it. All That's- right. It's it's your t- I think you got a lot more to think about, Oliver. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm actually pretty fucked. Because, okay, if I didn't make it abundantly clear enough to the listeners last week, knocking out Metroid Prime versus Ocarina of Time, even though I probably made it seem like a dumpster fire of a matchup, was terrible. It was a terrible feeling. So Metroid, okay, so I'm bringing games back in, I guess. Old games on my bracket. I'm just straight up cheating with this bracket, because that's what we do here at the Mo Video Games Podcast. Let's do it. House of Juice. Okay, so the games that I have in my potential upgrade bracket. Forza Horizon 4, the goatest goat of the goats. The new good of war, as I mistyped God of War 2018, and Metroid Prime. I put Portal 2 up there, but I think I'm knocking Portal 2 out. Not that big of a deal. Games on my contenders for possibly going away. (laughs) You are going to not like this. League of Legends for sure is getting out. I can tell you that much for sure. No offense to League of Legends, but fuck okay. League. Um, does it deserve some love and respect? Yes, but it just feels so... <laughs> I, like, it is literally a game, but, like, the way I view <laughs> League of Legends is just so different from what most of this, all of this bracket is, essentially, right? Like, it's the, the fact that it's, like, more of, you know, eSports-style game instead of just a game game if that makes any sense at all, just makes it, it it doesn't feel good in a top 10 because if I'm really going to be honest, League of Legends, I think a seven or eight out of 10 is a totally reasonable score for it. If you're going to rate it, you know, like it's fun, but it's not that great. Like there's a reason (laughs) they patch it every two weeks. It's because it's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. But but like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's, it's goaded for an esport, but it's not goaded for a game. Um, Uncharted 4 and Last of Us Part 2 I think I already know as much as I hate to say it I think I'm booting out Uncharted 4 um, I know I did not think that was gonna happen holy it shit made, okay when I looked at it first cause I was like okay I got two hyper story driven games you know and I was like I don't really think I want to in my top 8 in the first place even though I think that would be a good matchup um but I think there's other games like Metroid Prime that would be a better fit for me. Uncharted 4, the twist is juicy. You know, that, that, that whole scene that I've talked about like a million times. Like that, to me, that's a great gut punch. Last of Us Part 2, 
gut punches you like 18 different times <laughs> and has like some of the craziest scenery I've seen in a recent game. Like that scene with Abby that I was talking about, that scene, that scene be goaded <laughs> since we're in the quarterfinals and I can throw it around freely now. So, <laughs> um, which is, I am shocked. I am surprised too. I want to be abundantly clear. Okay. So I'm going to put Forza Horizon 4 in and Metroid Prime. So the question is, is does the new good of war make it into the top eight? That is and, uh, looking at your your games that are currently in there. That's a, I am very interested to see. So I'm I'm going to piss myself off, I think, at friends. And I'm OK. So my gut reaction was no. And I think that I've been thinking about God of War a lot and where I want to put it in this bracket because obviously we talk about it literally every week (laughs) (laughs) it's the new god of war podcast um i i'm hesitant to really put it so high because the more i've been thinking about it the more i feel like i need to play more modern games that are like god of war like these open worlds you know i i played like fallout 3 and skyrim and oblivion and like that gen but i really haven't played games like that for years now and then god of war was kind of my first like walk back into the foray of these big open worlds you know a bunch of side quests get explored do whatever the fuck you want and i think that's why it really rocks my socks because i was like wow they have done so much to this they've like the things that they can do are just blow my fucking minds like god awarded way way not too much but like a lot and it did it all really fucking well i mean there's a reason we talked about it multiple times like whole dedicated episodes (laughs) um so i i've been hesitant to put it on but i think that i think i'm gonna put it on and i I think I'm going to get rid of Super Mario 64. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No Uncharted yeah. 4. No Super Mario 64. I know, dude. I don't know this if is... Oliver's feeling okay today, but... I'm not. <laughs> but I think, I think I'm happy with this for my top eight right now. <sighs> I am hesitant with the Super Mario 64, but... Okay. Super Mario 64... Great game. I still love it, obviously, a lot. Lots of nostalgia factor. There could be zero gameplay. That soundtrack could carry this thing to number one. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's how goaded the soundtrack is. Um, But, and I think that Super Mario 64 has aged a lot better than Ocarina of Time. But Super Mario 64 was just a game that I played when I was young. And it was exciting to play this crazy 3D, you know, world game. Barely playing any games at all. Blew my fucking mind. But Ocarina of Time, just the design decisions that they were doing and the environments that they created and stuff like that, I just felt much more impressed with the diversity and the bosses that they included in it. And I think it's a much better fit to the bracket. And I also don't want super multiple 64 games in because honestly, like 64 had a lot of goaded games, but uh, they're also old as fuck. And, you know, there's a yeah. reason people aren't playing games made in 1996 and 2021, and it's because they're old as fuck. So... I think the God of War could, in the future, drop out of my top eight, depending on how my next couple open-world games that kind of similar to it, like Breath of the Wild, you know, how that ends up panning out when I play it. Yeah. Um, but for this exact minute... <sighs> Rip in peace, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, man, that is so yeah. I wow, having Forza Horizon 4 in your top 8, no Uncharted 4, no Super Mario 64 are things when we started this bracket over a year Neither ago. Neither of us would have said. We would have laughed at ourselves. Or whoever never, said it. <laughs> never would have guessed. But I think that uh and Last of Us Part 2 being on there. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting Last of Us Part 2 to be good. Don't get me wrong, but like I was not expecting it to be a piece. <laughs> <laughs> The last, the last scene with Abby and Ellie, I mean, that's burned into my retinas, bro. Like, that's, that's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's um, a lot of scenes that are burned into my retina in that game. Yeah. And HK just has to stay up, because honestly, even through my fucking speed running of HK, that game is still so fucking fun to play. I don't know why I like it so much. I don't care why I like it so much. I'm going to keep playing it, and I'm going to keep having fun. And when Silk Song comes out in 2030, because let's be realistic, <laughs> dude, 
Team Cherry is really taking their fucking time with that. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna love it. I know. Yeah, I mean, I Ori and the Will of the Wisps is one of my favorite games of all time. After just having played it, and it's very similar to Hollow Knight in style and gameplay. Um, it, different enough. I'm not trying to say like, oh, they're, they're yeah. exactly the same game, but like, I I get it. I think that 100% deserves a spot up there, and I'm interested to see. If I ever actually get around to finishing Hollow Knight, how it will compare for me to Ori and the World of Wisps. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Hollow Knight seems to... The people that like it really fucking like it. There's definitely almost like a culty level of kind of attraction to it, I think, for a lot of people. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing, you know? Yeah. I just think that the people it does click with, it really clicks with. So, now, I got God of War. I'm just going to say them. The, the games, God of War yeah. 2018, Ocarina of Time, Forza Horizon 4, Hollow Knight, Dark Souls 2, God bless America, I'm going to get flamed <laughs> so hard if anyone fucking watches this shit, and then sees I got DS2 on it, um, but I'll, I'll fucking, I should put DS2 Scholars of the First Sin to be very specific. There you so go, I, I, I get a little bit less flame. A little <laughs> less, a little less, a little less. Scholars of the First Sin, there we go. Halo 2, Metroid Prime, Last of Us Part 2. How am I going to compare these? These are horrible matchups. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ocarina of Time and Metroid Prime probably need to be... Well, we already know who wins that, though. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, but that's definitely the best matchup for those two. Um, <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had this matchup. <laughs> we're doing it again. i was so pissed that metroid prime didn't make it to my top eight though i i think like, you have to not put them together because i of think that so reason. too i think so too we got to keep it a little bit spicier than that um <laughs> okay hollow knight very gameplay oriented let's do hollow knight versus because a lot of people call it souls ish because it's quote-unquote punishing even oh, though souls born literally fair. makes you want to kill yourself um so <laughs> then yeah Leaves us with Halo 2. Halo 2 and Metroid Prime are same gen, but one just so fucking linear in comparison to the other one. Now that I'm thinking about how linear Halo 2 is, it's probably an okay matchup for Last of Us Part 2. I think that's fair. Um, and then we got just absolute action racing game. <laughs> we could do God of War versus Ocarina of Time. That's a fucking clunky one, but I think it works. I think so, too. Um, I mean, I feel like Ocarina of Time is the closest thing that you would get to a God of War type game in 9v6. So that leaves ooh, Metro Prime versus Forza Horizon 4. Okay. That last one's a little clunky, but I think I'm happy with the other three matchups. I agree. I I, I don't think I would have moved anything else around. Okay. So do you want to do the copy pasta? Yeah, you seem I'll, to have I'll a, do that. Okay. <sighs> okay. Man, I cannot believe... Dude, I've been telling you, I've been kind of sweating on Super Mario 64, man. I've been really thinking about it and, you know, where it sits in my heart. And the boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo sits deep in the heart, but... <laughs> soundtrack can't be everything. Though Koji Kondo do be doing it, what you need to be doing. It, the fact that it essentially made it this far on the merit of its soundtrack alone is just yeah. a credit to Koji. I mean, I do love the gameplay, but, like, yeah, it's... I love playing the game so I can <laughs> jump around and listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> um so yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be we're gonna I'll play I'll play taps after the episode for Super Mario 64 and Uncharted 4 <laughs> so we can <laughs> give our due diligence where it is deserved. But I am I'm actually pretty happy with this top eight. If I'm being real honest, I think actually I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil anything. I think I have an idea of how I would class these out, but that's for later. That is for later. <laughs> no, that's that's the top eight shuffle. That's that's what we're doing. We're we're making sure we got the spiciest meatballs in the top eight with the spiciest spaghetti matchups. I'm actually really happy with my spread too. I think I got a good mixture of old, middle, and new. And kind of surprisingly, the Xbox three sixty GameCube gen actually kind of didn't suck ass apparently even though i shit on it literally all of the time almost all of my games are the ps4 gen or newer uh with the exception of skyrim but i'd say that you've been hard gaming since ps4 gen and newer too 
That's true. I like I've said multiple times. I skipped. Games. Yeah, the yeah. the 360 PS3 gen. Um, so that's that's a big reason why, and that's why I've been going back and playing some of them on my channel, Dead Space and uh, Alan Wake, which I actually enjoyed. Dead Space. Um, that was that was a fun game. For some reason, Alan Wake rubbed me the absolute wrong way. Like, more than it should have. Like, it's objectively just an old game. It's not mechanically as good as newer games. But for some reason, I just, oof, that rubbed me the wrong way. It but, definitely did not trigger me as bad as it triggered you. You came out of that yeah. a little a little wounded puppy. <laughs> yeah, I had several episodes of my Let's Play titled like Frustration or Frustration Bill or um, Your pen message or your like the pen damage was cracking me up every single time. I just could tell that if you put them all together, you could probably make a short movie of Maxwell's emotional <laughs> progression through the fucking game as he just deteriorates on the inside, realizing he has to keep playing this. Yes. But I'm, I'm glad I did to, to understand that there are definitely some icons that I had missed of of games like Dead Space is an icon in the horror genre um, that my understanding mm. from when it came out is was like a really important and very scary game. Um, Alan Wake is something people talk about a lot. It's it's a, also Remedy Games is kind of known for some of their quirkier type games. And I thought that thematically it was super cool. And if it just wasn't for the older mechanics, I think it could have been a phenomenal game. So I'm glad I played them to understand, to fill out my my gaming knowledge per se. Uh, but yeah, that that's probably that's a good observation. That's why most of my games are newer, because they're just objectively better because they they can be there's more power for better mechanics so and and developers are learning from each other and expounding upon like ideas it keeps growing as an industry um so that's just a testament there but yeah that's that's the top eight shuffle that's more video games uh get hyped for next week we're starting the actual quarterfinals which we're calling the one-third finals i have decided um and it will be uh, kicking it off in person how appropriate um so it will be sometime this coming weekend friday saturday or sunday and uh we'll, we'll try and let you know on instagram at mo video games beforehand to give you some time to plan for it i'm It'll thinking be- friday though i'm not gonna lie i think a nice sunny friday afternoon get a nice beer get fucked up off one beer as we do that'll be juicy <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so so get hyped for that. So it sounds like plan on tentatively Friday afternoonish, uh, Central Eastern Time, whatever. Get notified. Uh, ring that notification follow bell. Follow us on IG. But if yeah, you want to know, just follow us on IG. If you want to know, you know. Uh, but yeah, that that's it. That's that's my video game. So thank you, everyone, for for sticking around to the end. Uh, this one was actually one of our shorter ones more recently. Yeah, so I'm happy with this. We do try to stick it to an hour. At least I do. I'm pretty sure Maxwell's on the same wavelength with that too. I think hour absolutely. Hour's already long, so but I think it's decent enough size, you know. Yeah. But if you have to talk about God of War for an extra twenty minutes, just to make sure that we know that it's a good game, <laughs> gotta. Um, but it, it, I'll just I'll put the reminder in there again. It's usually the first half to maybe three quarters of the episode, tech and gaming news. You skip ahead if you just want to care about the matchup. So maybe shorten it up for you. Uh, that's 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 your prerogative we we still love you no matter what you listen to all of our canadians god bless god bless so without uh that that yeah that's all we got so thank you (laughs) and juicy juicy And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Um, I'm still a little shell-shocked a couple days later, honestly, with my decisions, but I think I had to put the nails in the coffins that I had to put the nails in the coffins, if you know what I'm saying. So I hope you enjoyed. I think uh, both Maxwell and I's reordering was pretty pretty exciting i'm very happy that he offered it so i could get some games that i feel like maybe got knocked out a little early that i didn't want to cough cough metroid prime and yeah apparently i changed my mind very quickly so hopefully these things don't get knocked out immediately either way you can find our socials below in the description if you want to see the bracket you can find it on uh, movideogames.podbean.com and as always thank you so much for listening josie